And I want to welcome you all to the sanctuary of Quest Church once again. And I pray that you have enjoyed this series on stretch. We've talked about pressure and we've talked about patience. And today we're going to take it to the next level. We're going to add that third leg in there, which is perseverance. And I believe the Lord is going to speak to you today in the 9 o'clock service. We talked about the ability to persevere. And today we're going to, in this service, we're going to talk about the prize of perseverance. Uh, before we get into the word, just let me reiterate just one quick thing. Monday night is going to be super powerful. Of course, we ask you to join Giovanna and I tonight, but Monday night, I know about this worship night. It's going to be super powerful, and you don't want to miss it. And then, of course, next Sunday, don't miss our drive-in service at 1030. So, or 10, yeah, 1030. So you need to get here a little bit early to get your parking spot. Hey, I'm not going to keep you long because our children's service starts at 11.30, so I'm going to get this word to you, and I want you to lift your hands right now. I'm going to pray for you that God open your heart to receive this word. Father, we thank you that your word is going forth with power today. Uh, scripture tells us that your word is like a hammer, and it breaks to pieces hard, hard places, even hard hearts. And so we pray, God, that the word go forth with power and force today. And the, word, the scripture also tells us that the word is like a sword. So, Father, we pray the word be precise today, that it hits right where we need it to touch us. And we thank you that every generational curse is broken and any generational spirit that is opposed to our progress is dismissed. Let there be an open heaven over every house today and change lives, save souls, restore those that are away from you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. I'm going to take our attention today to... 2 John and verse 7 and 8, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version. In uh, the 9 o'clock service, we went to Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10. I encourage you to go back and listen to that and put these messages together. Uh, in Revelation 3.10, the Bible says, You have kept my command to persevere, and because you have done that, I will preserve you from the test. So there is a command to persevere. If you persevere, there's a promise of protection and preservation in Scripture. So I'm going to encourage you today, persevere in all things in Jesus' name. I'll tell you what, during this season, we need some perseverance, don't we? We need to persevere during this time. And our patience has been tested. The pressure has stretched us. It has enlarged our capacity. But it is our perseverance that's going to take us through it. Right? So 2 John 7 says this, look to yourselves, listen to the apostle, not to other people. Sometimes you got to look to yourself. Look to yourself. Take care that you may not lose, throw away, or destroy all that we and you have labored for. Be careful that you do not what? Lose. Remember that, that you do not lose that all that you've labored for, but that you may persevere, there's our word, that you may persevere until you win. Man, that'll preach. Persevere until what? Until you win and receive back a perfect what? Reward in full. So understand that perseverance is a very powerful thing. So we started out this morning, I want to just rehearse a few quick things that the Lord spoke to me on I-35 as I was on my way to the sanctuary. The Lord, I had been up since 3.50 this morning preparing this message, get in my truck, think I got it all down pat, 
And the Lord starts speaking to me, right? And up 35, I'm coming. As soon as I got here, I told these guys, write this stuff down really quick. And they did. And here's what I felt. Uh, perseverance is a matter of self-respect. Okay? Perseverance is a matter of self-respect. Because you respect yourself, you persevere. When you persevere, it gives you self-respect. In other words, there's nothing more disappointing than in seasons of life we start stuff with an intention to finish it, and we don't, and we start to lose self-respect. That's why Jesus said, I have come to finish the work, not start the work the Father has sent me to accomplish, but to finish the work. So be a finisher today. And I thought about that, and I thought, you know, rarely do we quit things that we can control. Rarely do we quit things that we can control. Um, we usually quit when we can't control or we quit when things are out of control. Um, so we have imparted, you know, and, and, and I really want to encourage you today, be careful uh, what you allow yourself to quit, right? And, and let's not impart a quitting spirit to our children and our followers, Right? We, we taught people, you don't like school, quit. You don't like college, quit. You don't like your marriage, quit. You don't like your job, quit. So let, let's, let's don't do that, okay? And I understand that there's some things we must remove ourselves from. I understand that. But it seems as though a quitting mentality is stronger in this generation than a persevering mentality. And that's what we want to challenge today. Um, so persevering people, I said this morning, trust there is a reward, there's a lesson, or there's an opportunity in every challenging season and in every critical situation. So in every critical situation or challenging season, there's an opportunity, there's a lesson, and there is a reward. So we need to get that in our hearts today. Many people see persistence and perseverance as the same thing. It is not. I'm going to go through this very quickly. Persistence and perseverance are two different things. They're similar, but they're different. Perseverance is about continuing in the face of, or persistence, I'm sorry. Persistence is about continuing in the face of difficulty for the purpose of achievement or to reach a goal. So we are persistent when we know there's a goal at the end or when we're trying to achieve something. But perseverance is about being steadfast in the face of trial. It is staying the course in spite of the difficulties. The focus is more about endurance than the end. Persistence is looking for the end. Perseverance is looking for the endurance. So I hope you hear that today. Persistence says, I'm going to keep on until something changes. That's what persistence says. The the Persistent widow in Luke 18. I'm going to keep on until something changes. And there's great value in persistence. But perseverance says this. I'm going to be right here. And I'm not moving even if it don't change. So I want you to get that in your heart. Perseverance says I'm not moving. I'm going to be right here even if it does not change. You know, sometimes I think some of those old hymns that were written carry more potent impact than some of the things we hear in this generation. Some of the remember that old hymn that says, "I shall not be moved, like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be. I shall not be moved." 
You know, that speaks of endurance. And you remember back in the day, we used to hear all these messages about pressing and enduring and persevering. And, you know, it seems as though this season has brought that teaching of theology back. That, you know, sometimes it just don't happen easy. Sometimes it just does not happen quick. And sometimes it takes a fortitude that says, I'm going to be in this until it's over in Jesus' name. So in Revelation 3.10, we talked about it this morning at 9, there's a command to persevere. Revelation 3.10, a reminder, he who perseveres, God will preserve. And now finally, and we're going to end it on this, he rewards those who persevere. I was telling these guys in the back just earlier, you know, we have to get out of this mentality that there's nothing in this for us. No, there is something in this for you. Okay? So when you look at 2 John 7 in the Amplified Version, watch what he says. Look, look to yourselves, number one, that you may not lose. All right? So here's what I started praying against today. In Jesus' name, I prayed against the spirit of quitting, uh-huh. and I, I prayed against losing. Uh-huh. We quit too much, and we lose too much. So I heard this in my spirit. Check and see if you have lost some things during this season. And then ask yourself what they are and why you have lost them. What have you lost during this season? Everybody just say, no more losing. Now, here's what I want you to do. In your comments, hashtag perseverance. Just hashtag perseverance. Uh-huh. Because here's what we're going to stop today. We're going to stop losing. Yes, losing is a mentality. Losing is contagious. So we bind that spirit in Jesus' name. It means to bring to destruction. Lose, to lose means to miss from your possession. It's yours and you lost it. From a customary, it's supposed to be here. You can't lose something that's not yours. Amen. Help me, Lord. So it, it's, it's your possession. It, it belongs to you. It, it means to fail or to lose control of. To lose. Uh-huh. To lose means to fail to keep control of, I should say. To lose means to let something slip by. Uh-huh. Or to fail to win. Amen. To lose is failing to win. You know, that, that show is on right now with the, with the bulls. It's called The Last Dance. Boy, I, I watched that thing last Sunday, and I know y'all, some of you are too sanctified to watch that. I'm going to watch it again tonight. But, but the thing that stands out to me about Michael Jordan is this. He said over and over, I'm not about losing. So he would refuse to lose game, games in order to get a better draft pick because he had too much win in him to accept losing. And, and he said, that goes against everything in my nature to just lose. So I want to I speak against that today. Stop accepting loss. Stop saying, well, you know, I lost. No, stop saying that in Jesus' name. Glory to God. When you lose, Satan wins. And the way you, to start, to, the way you start to stop losing <laughs> is found in Hebrews 10.35. Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of what? Reward. For you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Receive the reward. Hallelujah. So listen, we've got too much in this 
I don't know about y'all. I've got too many years of prayer. I've got too many years of living for God. I've got too many years of dedicating my heart to Jesus Christ to just lose all this investment. You've got too much into this to lose. You've got too much in this to back off. You've got too much in this to quit. You've got too much in this to walk away. You've got too much, too many years. In Jesus' name, we speak against loss. Perseverance is powerful, y'all. Jesus said it like this. He who endures to the end shall be saved. It reads like this in the Greek. He who bears trials and still has fortitude Mm -hmm. shall be saved. To persevere patiently. Listen, I decided this morning, if I'm going to persevere, I'm expecting to get something out of this. So I said, Lord, give it to me in your word. James 1.12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast, perseveres under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. I said, Lord, what's in it? Philippians 3.12. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on. What is, what is persevering? It's pressing on. To take hold of that for which Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, listen now. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one, Lord help me today. Well, one thing I do. I forget what is behind and I strain toward what is ahead. He said I press on toward the goal. Finish reading it. We usually stop reading right there. That's not all it says. I press on toward the goal to win the prize. Somebody ought to shout, I'm in it to win it. Yeah, there's something about persevering. There's a prize on the other side. There's eternal life on the other side. So Paul brings it right down to practical living in 1 Chronicles chapter 9, verse 24, real time. Reading it from the Message Bible. I'm going to give you a word today. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, Message Bible. You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Listen to the next sentence. Everyone runs, one wins. Yeah. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. I don't know about you. This is him saying this, not me. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else about it, and then miss out on it myself. Boy, that's powerful. He said, you're not going to catch me asleep telling everybody else, and then I'm going to miss out on it? No. He said, "There, run to win. There's a prize in this, y'all. The reason you persevere is for the prize. So I came by today to tell you very simply and encourage you, hang in there. 
You know, the old saints used to say all the time, are you yet holding on? And then you would tell them, yes, ma'am. And then they would tell you, well, then keep on keeping on. In other words, keep persevering. Keep holding on. Hebrews 12.1 tells us this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything and the sin that does so easily entangle us. The next part says, and let us run. Boy, I got my Adidas on. I feel like running now. And let us run with perseverance. This is not a 100-yard dash. Yeah, this is not short distance right here. Let us run with what? Perseverance. The race marked out for us. You have your own race. And I have mine. And let me tell you something, folks. If you're going to win in this race, you better learn how to endure. And you better learn to persevere. And you better learn how to handle pressure. And you better learn the art of being patient. Because if you can be patient and take the pressure, you can persevere and win the prize. So I speak that to you today in Jesus' name. So I ask myself this question. What does it take to win? First thing that came to me is the word I don't like. Discipline. Now you, some of y'all just love that word discipline, self-discipline. This brother, this guy, I don't like that word. I'll give you a good example. Yesterday was Justin's oldest daughter, Jayla, my oldest granddaughter, birthday, sweet 16. Well, her favorite meal in the whole world is Pawpaw's fried catfish. Right, Justin? That's her favorite meal. Well, Crystal calls me and asks me, will I cook catfish? Yes, I will. So I told them to buy as much as they could buy. Mm-hmm. Well, they did. They came over. I start frying catfish. I'm telling myself, during this quarantine, you're going to lose weight. <laughs> well, I haven't lost weight because I don't have enough discipline to stay out of that refrigerator. You see, mm-hmm. when I'm sitting down at night watching the last dance, I'm going to get me a bowl of pecan praline ice cream. <laughs> Bluebell, help me, Jesus, and I'm going to eat that. Well, yesterday I started frying that catfish, and I fried in a black skillet, and I get my oil up there just right. And I don't put that catfish in there until you can take the batter and drop it in that oil, and it sizzles. When it does that, the oil is ready. You start putting the catfish in there, giving you my secret. Put that burner between medium and medium high. When it sizzles, drop that catfish in there. And listen, when it starts to float, it's ready. My God, today. Pull it out. Get you a little cookie sheet. Put you some paper towels over. Set that catfish on that cookie sheet. That paper towel will absorb that oil out of that catfish. You better preach here. Do not cut your fillets thick like that. That's too much meat and not enough batter. No, you got to cut it in fingers. Just just small little nuggets and fingers. Drop that over there. And then get you some green, green onions and put on the side. Yeah, with some lemon next to that. Make you a little mix of tartar sauce and Tabasco sauce. And uh, mix that up right there so you can dip it in there. And then listen, when you taste that catfish and you bite that green onion, 
your world changes. Everything just starts changing. The next time you go for it, you dip it in there like that, and then you get you a bite of that green onion that follows that. Oh, did I forget to tell you to squeeze lemon across, across the top of it? You've got to do that as well. Well, let me tell you, when it hits the cookie sheet, I wait about two minutes and I'll reach over there and grab me one. And before long, I had ate so much catfish. Everybody had gotten their plates and I'm steady cooking. Well, they think, you know, well, everybody, Papa, you ready for your plate? They don't know that I've already eaten two or three pounds while I was cooking. And uh, so this idea of discipline doesn't really resonate real well with me, you know, when it comes to this food stuff. Oh, all right. God bless y'all. No. So discipline, self-control is a fruit of the spirit. Verse 25 of 1 Chronicles chapter 9. Come back in here from that kitchen now. I know you smelt that catfish. Some of y'all are going to fry it today. The Bible says, and every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. The NIV reads it like this. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Yeah, well, I haven't done that real well. But to be temperate means to exercise self-restraint. That's when you reach for that catfish and you say, I can't do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Got my mind on it. I'm glad I saved some. <laughs> Self-control is a powerful thing. The Bible says in Proverbs 25, 28, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. Uh-huh. It is so true. And when Paul writes Timothy about a gem- generation in 2 Timothy 3, Verses 1 through 5, he gets to verse 3 and he says, there's going to be a generation without self-control. There'll be lovers of themselves and not lovers of God. Lovers of pleasure and not lovers of God. It's very interesting, y'all, because when we are incontinent, we are without dominion. What did I just say? Your dominion rests in your ability to have self-control. Yeah, we were created to have dominion. You know why we lack dominion? And it's not the devil. It's not the devil's already defeated. It's us. Right? So Paul says, I keep my body under subjection. He said, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. First Chronicles or First Corinthians 9:27. Now watch this. Subjection, I keep my body under subjection. You know what it means? It means to be the driver and not be driven. Yeah, I don't let my body drive me. I drive it. That's self-control. So if you want to persevere to win, the number one thing you're going to have to have is discipline. The second thing you're going to have to have is a definite goal and not an ambiguous goal. A specific goal, not a general goal. He said, therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. In 1 Corinthians 9.26, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. In the New Living, it reads like this, so I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. So I wrote this down. Perseverance is the pace setter for purpose. Perseverance is the pace setter for purpose. So run, verse 24, 1 Corinthians 9, so run that you may obtain. I am running to win. I am running to obtain. I am running to seize that goal or to seize that victory. The third thing you must do 
to persevere in order to win is make right decisions. Make right decisions. Number one is discipline. Number two, have a definite goal. Number three, make right decisions. Decisions determine destiny. Say it again, Pastor Rick. Decisions determine destiny. All decisions must be founded in principle. Number three, decisions are the initiation of victory. You decide you're going to win before you start to win. People that make small right decisions will ultimately make large right decisions. If you can't make a small right decision, you'll never make a big right decision. So he says in verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 9, I therefore so run not as uncertainly. Stop being double-minded. It means without clarity. Stop running without clarity. Persevere with clarity. Glory to God. Perseverance helps you clear your mind. You know, I have some land in where I live. And when you get out there to cut that grass, you better just settle on in. Because you're not going to go out there in 15 minutes and cut your grass and come back inside. No, it's going to take some time. But here's what I learned. The longer it takes, the more my mind clears. Amen. That's good. When I'm persevering, my mind, the clutter is being removed from my mind. And I can start to see clearly. I pray during this time of persevering and patience and pressure that you've let all the clutter that had gotten in your mind before this pause was set to be removed. Remove all the clutter in Jesus' name. It is impossible to win something you're not competing for. Did you hear me? You can't win something without competition. <laughs> you must decide to make it through to win. I'll stop right there. I could keep going because Revelation 2.7, Revelation 2.11, Revelation 2.17, Revelation 2.26... Revelation 3.5, Revelation 3.12, Revelation 3.21, all says these words, to him who overcomes, I will give. Revelation at the end of the book, at the finish line, he says over and over and over, to him who overcomes, I will give. To him who overcomes, I will give. You are in it to win it. When you persevere, you overcome. When you overcome, you win. He said, I will give to you. Verse 7 of Revelation 21, here's what it says. He who overcomes will inherit all this. And I will be his God and he will be my son. The art of overcoming is the ability to persevere. Persevere. So I speak to you today in Jesus' name. That you keep the command of Jesus Christ to persevere. He will preserve you if you will persevere now. And then he will reward your perseverance. There's one prize after another in scripture listed for those who persevere. Can I tell you that we have persevered in this season? And I've already seen that when we come out, God is going to release rewards to his people. You know what I've noticed during this season? The church has really stood up. I'm not talking about, quest. I'm talking about just the body of Christ has really stood up. What great communication. What great connection. What great continuity we've seen from the body of Christ during this time. We persevered. We've taken the pressure. We've been patient. Here comes the prize in Jesus' name. Now listen, if you don't know Jesus or you're away from him, you've never made him your Lord and Savior, 
or you've backslidden, today is your day to come home. Come to the Father's house. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today is the day you give your life to him. I want you to pray with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for the people right now that are not serving you, that they would receive you as their Lord and Savior. I pray for those who have gone away from you, that they will come home today, come to their Father today. Save the lost. Lord, you have come to seek and save that which was lost. Would you save the lost today? Would you touch my brother and touch my sister that has been searching for answers and be their answer today? In Jesus' name. Hey, if you prayed with us today, would you let us know? You know, 88 people have given their life to the Lord in the last few weeks through this media or through this medium. 88 souls saved the last couple of weeks. That's amazing. I believe many people were saved today. We love you all so much, and I can't wait to see our church. But we speak success to you and success to the kingdom of God. Have a great day.